0: It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at Chicagoverseunlimited.com. This week, an interview with Dexter Tortorello and Megan Messina of Houses recorded live at the Metro before doors. Here's how that sounds. Heima Black here at the Metro for Dynasty podcast backstage with Houses. I'm here with Dexter Tortorello and Megan Messina from Houses. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Really you. good. Thank you. You guys are here tonight. You're playing a hometown show. How does it feel to be back? And- you know, let's let's get some clarity, because you're based out of LA right now, but are you both from Chicago, or how does that break down? Yeah, we're both from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, we've been living in LA now for about a year,
1: almost. Yeah, about a year. Yeah.
0: And how did those kind of like, you know, Chicago and LA, they both got a lot of industry, but they're both very different cities. How does it compare being a band in Chicago versus being a band in LA? Kind of what's the
1: breakdown on that? Um, I definitely wouldn't really want to try to break a band in LA. Like, I wouldn't want to start a band and try to... Uh, try to kind of make a following out there um, just because it's super cutthroat, but it's actually a really nice thing to have started in Chicago because there's so many supportive people out here, and... It's just a whole different vibe, and then moving that after we kind of had a good team of people built and, like, a strong backbone, moving that to L.A. was actually a really fantastic thing, because a lot of people we deal with are out there, and it didn't feel like we were, like, drowning as soon as we got there. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I agree. I think you really do have to have some traction before you just head out there. I've seen a lot of bands that head out to L.A. too early, or they just think that that's, like... That's all you have to do. You just show up in L.A., and then the rest takes care of itself.
1: Which is so, so wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you guys are here. It's the hometown show at Metro. Is this the first time you guys have played here? In the Metro, yeah, for sure. Um, We've played, I think, almost every other sort of, like, mid-sized venue in Chicago. um, And all the small ones, too. Is this the first show you guys have done since you've left Chicago, or...? Yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is the first time we've been back. Um, and then you're gonna be here like in a couple of weeks, like uh, what, like June seventh? You're gonna be right back at Metro again? June seventh. Yeah, we'll be back with Baths and Deej um, at the Metro again. Nice. I don't think that one's sold out yet, though, which is nice. Well, tonight is sold out, and you guys are here in
0: support of the new record. It's called A Quiet Darkness. Uh, what can you say about this album? I've been listening to it uh, for a couple of weeks now. I'm going to offer my thoughts in a second. But I want to get your guys' take on the album,
1: the experience, everything that's gone into that.
0: Well, it is a concept album. Yeah.
1: So. It took a really long time to write. Uh, we've been working on it for, like, two years now. Um, and it definitely it was, like, an emotional roller coaster finishing it. And, like, because I, I did a lot of it in, in my bedroom, and I thought I was going to stay there. And it had a very different sound. And then... Uh, through some turns of events we were able to go to Sonic Ranch Studios in uh, El Paso, Texas which is like a legendary amazing studio and that really kind of threshed out the overall sound of the record after that Um, so it like it's seen many phases and it's nice to finally be putting it out and having it see the light of day and having such a kind of nice lead up into it with this tour and everything
0: well you know something that I noticed uh, listening to this is it's a very atmospheric emotional record you know it's not afraid to be very like Vulnerable or upfront, it feels like it, it feels very like open and laid bare. Was that kind of the uh, you know? I mean, am, am I close on that? Or?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think with our first record, it was kind of the opposite. Everything was kind of drenched in reverb and everything like the, the vocals and the lyrics. Everything took a real backseat, and that's how we wanted it then. And that's how we played live. And this one, we definitely went into it thinking that we're going to be performing with a full band. And I mean, while a full band wasn't recording on the album, like we put, you know, I mean, like between me and my manager, who also kind of plays drums on the record, uh, there was a full band, like there's a full band built into the record. And that just calls for more, I guess a little bit more bravery, especially like vocally, lyrically. And it pushed us to do, uh, I think, a much better job um, with a lot of the songwriting.
0: What is it that draws you guys towards, you know, creating something that's a lot more kind of like fragile and, and melancholy and,
1: you know, uh, all of those kind of things? Yeah. I think that's sort of where... I mean, song, like, actually, like, my technique as a musician, like, when I'm playing the piano or I'm playing the guitar or anything, that's kind of where I go initially, and it was kind of a mistake that all night our first record sounded as upbeat and happy as it did, Um, and it was just kind of, like, the, I guess, like, the place I was in then, and it was just, it happened that way, but for this record, it was just, like, I mean, we took a lot of time writing it, and just, like, I had 89 songs by the time I was finished writing demos for the record, and we whittled them down to, you know, a lot less than that, obviously, but, like, 11 songs, and... Um, and that's just kind of like, we just found a real common sound with all the songs put together, uh, and we expanded on them after that. What has the response been like? Because you guys have had a
0: couple songs, um, come out in advance of the record, um, which drops, I believe, next week. But I know people have heard it on blogs, they've kind of heard them, you know, previewed on some of your pages, and even, uh, like some videos and stuff, and, and live. So what has the response been like to the new material?
1: It's been really positive, uh, especially, like, online and stuff like that, we've gotten a lot of, a lot of really nice, uh, like reinforcement from people, and like as far as just like, I don't know, the internet's kind of a sterile place, you just kind of notice if people like it by your play counts and like numbers and stuff like that, which is sort of weird, but bringing it to a live setting is way different, because you're playing in front of all these internet people, you know, like all the people who are like counting plays and stuff like that, it's like, you're seeing them in person, and yeah. uh, I'll let Megan talk about our response live, I guess, because... A, I close my eyes during our set, so she, she knows better than I do. Yeah, well,
0: I take my glasses off so I don't get too nervous by looking at the crowd. But You guys uh, are like, if we can't see them, they yeah. can't see uh, us. You know, like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Like. There is something about having um, you know a drummer and guitar player now, and it sort of adds a whole different element to our live set, where it was just, you know, Dexter and I before, we have a full band, which uh, is a lot more fun, takes the edge off, and I, I feel like we get into it a lot more. It's a lot more energetic of a live set.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Most of what we play live is off our new record now, Um, and so it's nice because our responses have been overwhelmingly positive at these shows. Um, And unless people were just being nice, I think people actually do like what they're hearing off the record, which is really cool. I mean, it's like it's nice to go out with like fresh material and stuff, and especially these shows we're playing, the people who don't know who we are uh, for the most part, Um, and it's cool because like it's nice not just playing for like on the bass tour. Like I'm sure we're going to be playing for a lot of people who like are in the same. You know, like into the same things as we are. If they haven't heard of us, they've heard something like us or something. So it's cool to be able to play a bunch of people who are like into the Cold War kids who have been around forever and like are just a very different band than us and like very good. and it's cool to, like, kind of see what their fans do.
0: We had one fan come up to us after the show, and she's like, well, when I first saw you guys, I saw two computers up on stage, and that made me really nervous. But after you guys started playing, she's like, I really, really like you guys. So that was really cool. She was also,
1: like, 50. Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> so, like,
0: she saw the computers, and she's like, I thought you guys were going to be doing, like, TurboTax on stage. I didn't know what it was going to be. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Um, now, I know we're here to talk about Houses, but I wanted to touch, uh, while I've got you, I wanted to touch on um, Don Golden and Rosie Cross for a second. And, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, kind of break down what differentiates that project from Houses, because they're both your projects.
1: Yeah, um, so Don Golden is, uh, is something that came after Houses, um, and I kind of started going in a, especially from our first Houses record, like a much darker route with that stuff, and um, I put out an EP, and uh, it kind of, it did, I mean, it did okay by some, like, standards of, like, me just putting an album out on Bandcamp, and like, I mean, I made, like, I think $200 off it or something, and it was, like, I was really excited, and that's all I was going to do with it, and then I ended up signing with Mad Decent, like, months and months later, um, which is surprising, and, and it was nice, because I actually hadn't planned on making another record for that, and they kind of pushed it, like, Obviously, they didn't want to just re-release an EP and have nothing after it. So, uh, I started working on an album, and I have most of it finished. And uh, it's very, very different than Houses. Now, um, I feel like there's going to be like a very clear delineation between the two projects. Is like Houses gets more acoustic and organic, and Don Golden gets more electronic and like gritted. And it, and the live set's going to stay just like me and a computer and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, you and I spoke. Over email
0: earlier this year For a um, series I was doing For my website, Chicago vs. Unlimited You talked a little bit about, a little bit about The Don Golden record And the quote you gave me about the sound is My idea for the record was for it to sound Like a futuristic Harmony Korean film And this was before Spring Breakers yeah. So I guess my question is Will the record sound
1: like Spring Breakers? No, 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 it, I mean it would sound like Skrillex then, which it doesn't yeah. Um but it is, like, I, I like it, I don't know, like, content-wise and lyrically, it, it does, like, it's, like, on the darker, like, weirder realm of things, uh, and, but, like, sound design-wise, I want it to sound kind of, like, like hyper-futuristic. I want it to, like, be, like, almost, like, I don't know, trying to, like, pull emotion out of, like, really, really sterile sounds. And trying to make like drums sound emotional if that 's possible, and stuff yeah. like that, so and I think Harmony crin does that with a lot of different things, like he can bring emotion out of the fucking weirdest places okay. okay. Um, and I mean because i like, 've been watching like, like, I watched Gummo one time, and like unexpectedly like that that movie brought like a lot of emotion out of me, and I was like i 'm watching kids like kill cats and like' it's, this is the strangest thing i 've ever seen, but I thought it was just so beautiful, and I think that 's something that not everyone get, especially from watching Gummo. I know a lot of people who don't like that movie, but yeah. I'm kind of hoping that people kind of get the same vibe out of the record.
0: Well, kind of speaking about emotional programming, uh, I was on the Facebook page, Four Houses, and I saw that you guys had a song in uh, Grey's Anatomy. How did that happen? It's like a very emotional so- uh, moment in Grey's uh,
1: They're probably all emotional they're
0: moments all in Grey's Anatomy.
1: Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, uh, Alexandra Platzavis of Chop Shop Music, who's like the licensing or the music supervisor who does Grey's Anatomy, she uh, is a fan of houses and like I don't know exactly how, but like I remember my mom showing me in Glamour magazine that she like put us on some list that she did for like couples dinner or something, and we thought it was really cool. And so it just kind of like it just kind of materialized out of that. Uh, I know Downtown has like licensing people and stuff like that that pitch for that, uh, but it was definitely a surprise. It was like. We found out it was happening and it was like a week later that the episode aired and it was like, I watched it actually on TV and just like lost my mind. It was so weird. I've actually watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy in my life, (laughs) so it was kind of cool. That is awesome. Well, what's next for for Houses, for Don Golden, for
0: anything you guys have going on? What comes next for for you guys as artists? Touring. Yeah, lots of touring. (laughs) Lots of touring. Hopefully Europe.
1: I would like that. Yeah. I know we're doing the Baths and Deeds tour, like three weeks after we get home from this tour, and then we're doing a headlining tour later uh, in the year, and then I guess probably depending on how people like the record, that will kind of like show us what happens next. That's kind of the crazy part, is it's like everything happens so fast, and if something does well, a lot of people kind of come out of nowhere and want you to do more things, and so it's like basically our entire future depends on what happens next week, which is scary and exciting and the whole thing.
0: This has been the Chicago Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast. Thanks to Dexter Tortorello and Megan Messina from Houses for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty podcasts at dynastypodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.